Hey there, and welcome to What the Actual F podcast. My name is Kira. And I'm Allison. And we're here to help you navigate adulthood one What the Actual F moment at a time. Join us as we question why we ever grew up while also having a bit of fun while we're at it. Now let's get started. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. So, how you doing? <laughs> How's it going? Awkward as usual. <laughs> it's going to be great. You're doing fine, sweetie. <laughs> uh, so today we wanted to talk about imposter syndrome, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which I know we both feel very deep into ourselves. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so I, I can just jump right in with my little research I did here. And before I start, I will say that I got most of this information from a website called verywellmind.com, which has a lot of really cool resources on like a bunch of different topics related to like health and mental health. So I thought that it was a really cool place to start. Um, so I guess if anyone is listening, if anyone is listening. Hi, mom. Hi. <laughs> and Kira's mom, our only two listeners. I will start with a definition in case you don't know what imposter syndrome is. Um, so Merriam-Webster defines imposter syndrome in part as persistent doubt concerning one's abilities or accomplishments, accompanied by the fear of being exposed as a fraud, despite evidence of one's ongoing success. So essentially you feel like a phony, even though you are succeeding in whatever you feel like you're a phony at. Um, it's often applied to like intelligence or achievement, but it also can be felt in a social context as well. So, you know, like going out with a bunch of friends and feeling like you don't belong. Um, so yeah, we thought we would maybe talk about our personal experiences with imposter syndrome. Um, I have a bunch of different types of imposter syndrome, which I thought were interesting as I was reading through them. I was like, that is totally me. (laughs) So I thought we could talk about who, like what kind of types you feel like you might be um, and ways to kind of combat it and stuff like that. Yeah, so you've done a lot of research. I keep thinking, man, if I was doing this um, (laughs) podcast or was in charge of it and not just showing up, it would be a very, very bad (laughs) very unprofessional but no Kira you're you're doing great um yeah I feel like I'm an imposter lots I think a lot of women do um I was just actually read a book that was really good talked a little bit about this it was called Cassandra Speaks and it was about this um like this Greek mythology I'm just gonna like probably screw this up if you've actually read the book but it's based on this Greek mythology Cassandra woman who could see through the future and would try to warn people about what was happening but no one would listen to her because she was a woman Uh, so it talks about all these like myths and like biblical stories and all this stuff where women are just kind of treated like "Mm, they're kind of stupid so let's not listen to them so yeah I was I think it's very common for women to feel it I know I feel it all the time I did actually read when I was researching that and originally it was thought of being more common in women. Now it's more understood and you see it in, like, it doesn't discriminate. It's, right. like, you know, in men and women, it doesn't matter. Um, 
but yes, that makes total sense that, you know, it would could stem back that far, right? Mm-hmm. That's wild. So I know I'm um, comfortable with sharing some experiences of like imposter syndrome and where I felt it. Do you want to share kind of a little bit more? Sure. I'm sure we probably have some that are (laughs) (laughs) just like life in general, just imposter the whole way through. Yeah, for sure. Um, Yeah, like I find like even we, Kira and I both kind of started a career in IT not too long ago. That's how we met. And anytime anyone talked about anything technical, I'd be like, I don't know enough about that to make an educated comment. So I'll just sit here, even though I think it's probably not right, but I'll just research it later. And then like two days will go by and I'm like, that thing you said two days ago, I think this is how we should do it or something. Yeah, I definitely like, I mean, both of us have been in that role, you know, in an IT role for years now and I still like I've been doing that job for like what six years seven years and I still feel like I'm not an expert or like I shouldn't be doing what I'm doing and like obviously I've you know learned as we go but still like every day that I do that job I'm just like what am I doing like she doesn't even go here (laughs) she shouldn't be here yeah mean girls (laughs) moment seriously (laughs) I'm sure, like, and I mean, obviously, I do feel like we're our own worst critics all the time, but I feel like people probably think that about me all the time. Um, So that's kind of like the work situation. And then even in like my personal life, like I've always, and you know this, we were literally just talking about photography. I've done some photography in the past and I wholeheartedly feel like an imposter you've done some amazing oh, photography you. you should not feel like an imposter I appreciate there. it but I like for example I've done a couple weddings just for friends or like you know people that I know I've done two weddings and I will never do another one because I feel so inadequate and I mean the pictures turn out fine I've like looked back recently at some of the pictures that I've taken and I'm like oh that's actually pretty good but like at the time I'm like what are you doing like this is ridiculous I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure the pictures turned out great. Uh, it's, but it's pressure, right? Because, yeah. like, it's someone's, it's, like, the biggest day of someone's life. Yeah. So that's probably not helping. Yes. And that's, I think, why, like, I mean, if I were to ever do it, and I do still take photos for some people, you know, like, friends or family or whatever, I'm okay with doing, like, you know, family photos or something, like, a little less stressful. Right. Um, but, yeah, anything bigger than that, I'm like, new things because I am a fraud. <laughs> It's the worst. <laughs> Definitely not a fraud, but I know what you mean. Like, yeah. I feel like usually when someone tells me something, I'm like, okay, they know what they're talking about. So I'll believe them mm-hmm. because I'm the type of person that I'm not going to say anything. If I don't know 100% this is the truth, yeah. I'm not going to say something in like a meeting situation mm-hmm. or an audit situation because I don't want to get like in trouble for saying something wrong. Yeah. Even though it's like you can always take it back and be like, oh, I misspoke. Yeah. I remember like <clears throat> a couple of weeks ago we were in a meeting and somebody asked me a question on something and I like spouted something off. And then the whole meeting I was like, oh my God, I think I said the wrong thing. Yeah. I better go look back at that procedure. And I'm like yeah. trying to find it during the meeting. And then I found it and I got like one or two things kind of mixed up. Yeah. So I like sent them a private chat. and I'm like, I misspoke earlier. I meant to say this. Yeah. And they're probably like, 
That was an hour ago. You know <laughs> like, what? It's so funny because I'm the exact same way and that actually comes up in like the different types of imposter syndrome that I have written down. Um, but I'm the exact same way. Like, and then there's other people that will just like flippantly say something, not give two shits about it and mm-hmm. never think about it again. Exactly. Whereas like we are the type of people that are like, you know, three weeks later you wake up from a dead sleep and it's the first thing you think of. Know, Why? It's because we're anxious. <laughs> Seriously. So that actually is like a great segue into this next part because seriously I like wrote down basically verbatim what you just said in one of these it's like I think it's the expert um so anyways I will start at the top um based on the source that I mentioned earlier verywellmind.com imposter syndrome can be broken down into five basic types so the first one is the perfectionist and as I was reading this one I was like "Eh." I was like looking into the mirror (laughs) personally victimized by this article um so this type of imposter syndrome involves believing that unless you were absolutely perfect you could have done better you feel like an imposter because of your perfectionistic perfectionistic traits um some of those being like an all or nothing mentality if you're a failure which is kind of kind of what you just alluded to also procrastination which is Mm -hmm. seriously me in a nutshell um they make you believe that you're not as good as others might think you are so that like fear of failure i can remember having a fear of failure back to like grade five like I can remember you know like when you're whatever doing math at that age like your teacher would write down equations on the board and then like assign them to people Mm -hmm. you know or you know you're gonna have to read out loud so like you know they'd be like okay like you four are gonna read so I remember like wanting to fake being sick one to miss having to do that math on the board because Mm -hmm. I am not a math person (laughs) (laughs) like feeling that anxious about it that like I would rather not even go to school um and then also like I think everyone probably did this when you knew you'd have to read you'd like read ahead to make sure you could read it all properly right yeah um absolutely so yeah like that I can I feel like that stems even that far back for me which is crazy Mm -hmm. um so the next one is the expert the expert feels like an imposter because they don't know ever everything there is to know about a particular subject or topic or they haven't mastered every step in a process because there's more for them to learn they don't feel as if they've reached the rank of expert absolutely yeah i preface a lot of stuff with uh this is just how i think it should be or this is how Mm -hmm. i feel or like this is my what's worked for me like or like literally being like you know like i'm not an expert or like i know for example, like thinking back to work, having to train people on things and being like, I'm not technical, but like, this is how we do this or whatever. And it's like discrediting yourselves. Yeah. And it's, yeah, I just, every time I read stuff like this, I'm like, I do all of these Mm -hmm. things. And it sucks because then I know like you, it's like, subconsciously you like do that to yourself and then like my conscious mind is like you're too hard on yourself like you you know there's all this stuff that it's like conflicting in my own head that I'm like you know you're better than that but Mm -hmm. it's so hard to like stop that cycle so yes definitely feel that one as well um the natural genius is the next type this one is um 
In this imposter syndrome type, you may feel like a fraud simply because you don't believe that you are naturally intelligent or competent. You don't, if you don't get something right the first time around, or it takes you longer to master the skill, you feel like an imposter. Yeah. And I think people that like can say something off the cuff, like somebody will ask a question and they'll be doing a presentation, they'll just answer it. I'm always terrified. I'm like, please ask me no questions. If it's not in the slides, I don't know it. Yeah, Yeah, totally. (laughs) No, I feel that. Uh, The soloist is the next one. It's also possible to feel like an imposter if you had to ask for help to reach a certain level or status. Once you, since you couldn't get there on your own, you question your competence or abilities. And like all of these, you read them and you're like, oh yeah. But then on the other side, I'm like, everybody has to ask for help sometimes. Yeah. Everybody, it has, you know, like it might not take you or it might take you more than one try to get something right. But some people feel like this, like to their core, Mm -hmm. that it's like, I am not good enough. And then the super person is the last type. Um, And this one involves believing that you must be the hardest worker or reach the highest levels of achievement possible. And if you don't, you are a fraud. There is no second place, Allison. First or dead last. Don't even bother. You're not first, you're last. Yeah. I don't necessarily feel that one like as much um, because I know that there is more than just first place, but... Yeah, that'd be hard to live with if you, like, always had that kind of level of achievement in mind. Yeah, for sure. So, like, which out of all these types do you think you most identify with? Oh, the perfectionist. Oh, okay. 100%. As soon as I read about that, like, fear of failure and proca- procrastination, I was like, that is me. And I often think to myself, like, anything that I have to do, I procrastinate. And I'm like, why do I do that? Like, why? And then I like read stuff like this. And I'm like, mm, this is why. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, you're like overwhelmed with the amount of like perfection that you strive for. And it just like debilitates you basically mm-hmm. is like kind of what I've read. So hi, that's me. <laughs> what about you? Um, I think mostly just the expert one, because yeah. I always feel like I'm like, I'm not I'm like 80 percent sure. So I just won't say anything yeah. or yeah. I'll like quickly Google it or whatever. But yeah, I feel like if I don't know, I don't like pretending I know. Yeah. Um, Another thing I had read about, like just imposter syndrome in general, um, which I could relate to was the fear of like asking questions or something like oh, I think that's totally. more right like yeah. feeling like you don't know what you're talking about or like you don't know I can like again back to school like I remember like having a question in my head but like not being able to raise my hand right because you're I, like is this a stupid question yeah. is everyone gonna think I'm an idiot yeah, yeah totally all the yeah. time that, that still happens to me oh yeah me too <laughs> one hundy all the time <laughs> And then someone else will ask it, and then I'm like, okay, so it wasn't a stupid question, and then I'm mad at myself for not asking it. Worst enemies, my friend, I know. It's not fun. That's why we're here talking about the shitty parts of being an adult. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to our podcast. (laughs) Yeah, so we've touched on, like, a couple impacts, right? Just talking about our own experiences and stuff. But some other impacts of imposter syndrome... Um, again, is that feeling of inadequacy? So like, what gives me the right to be here? Or like, I shouldn't, like, what am I doing kind of thing? Like, I shouldn't be here. 
um, anxiety, obviously. Um, this one kind of made me think of you. <laughs> the over-prepare or, like, work harder than necessary. Not that I think it's, like, you work harder than necessary, but I know that you're, like, I need to, like, know this shit in and out. Yes. And I guess it is going back to that expert trait, right? Like, yes, absolutely. To feel like you know exactly what you're talking about but like you said you're like if it's not on the slide <laughs> don't ask me any questions exactly does anyone same. have any questions no none okay great yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yes. like when you think of that or like when you are you know prepping for a presentation or something do you think have that thought in your mind like I don't want people to think that I'm like a phony mm-hmm. do you think that absolutely yeah oh, that hurts my heart yeah I remember even okay so I was a master ceremony so this is like a social yeah. situation yeah. I was an MC for my friend's wedding and I wrote down the speech yeah. and I bet you I practiced it 35 times and mm-hmm. it was like 10 minutes maybe of talking but I practiced it in front of the mirror I practiced yeah. it in front of people I practiced it in front of my dog like it was just like I knew that speech in and out and I just like had to do it that way because I'm like if I read this and have cue cards they're gonna get messed up and I'm gonna look like an idiot up there like yeah see and then when I have to do presentations or anything like that like I will review my stuff beforehand but it's usually like the afternoon before or like the morning of because I procrastinate (laughs) And I mean, it usually ends up working out fine for me, but I'm always just like, like, I like push it off, push it off, push it off, push it off. And then like get anxious about it the day before and then I'll deal with it. It's like those situations are like, if I just pretend it's not there, maybe it won't happen. It's like on The Simpsons where Homer's like had to write that nuclear test. He's like, I just plan to hide in the coats until it was over. Life advice <laughs> from us over here. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, and then the last one, the last impact I had written down there was um, not being able to rationalize your success where, like, you know, other people can see it, but you yourself can't rationalize it. And, like, you've been doing that for me just as we've sat here talking about photography. And then you over there have been a bad bitch <laughs> and are gonna be your own boss and flip houses and do your own thing like that's freaking amazing (laughs) and you guys are definitely not phonies when it comes to that (laughs) I still yeah I feel like such a phony when we're talking to the trades people I'm like uh okay I don't know what I'm doing here but I need some shingles you totally know what you're doing you'll get one more house under your belt I think then you'll be like yo this needs to happen crank out some shingles buddy Yeah, yeah I think you're gonna do it Yeah, so, I mean, it happens to everyone, I think, to certain degrees, probably, but for some people, it's just, like, everything. Like you said, like, you joked about it being, like, life, like, we feel imposters in life, but truly, for the most part, I do. Like, even motherhood, sometimes, still, I'm like, what am I doing? Like, Yeah, I agree. It's just, like, it never goes away, and there's very few situations where I'm like, I am totally comfortable right now with this, and most of those situations are when I'm by myself. (laughs) maybe that's why we're also introverted yeah i know and that's another topic that we want to talk about is like introverts versus extroverts and like you know the combinations like do they make like you know our opposites good couples and stuff like that so i think that will be interesting to see like how your personality type 
plays into like these type of things. Yeah, for sure. Because yes, both definitely introverted. (laughs) (laughs) Both definitely hard on ourselves. Absolutely. Uh, So, um, if anyone again is listening, I wrote down some questions to ask yourself to determine whether you're struggling with imposter syndrome or not. Like maybe some of these thoughts kind of resonated with you, but you're still like, well, I don't know. A few things you can think about is, do you stress over even the smallest mistakes or flaws in your work? I think probably everyone stresses, again, to a certain degree, but like, like I said, do you wake up three weeks later (laughs) thinking about it in the middle? Ten years later. (laughs) Um, Are you sensitive to even constructive criticism? That's one that I relate to actually quite a bit. I like... I know that constructive criticism is good, but anytime I get it, I initially get that pang of like, oh, like I didn't do something properly. Mm. And, you know, constructive criticism is never like, you did this wrong, blah, blah, blah. Like it's like (laughs) comes from a nice, like a much softer angle, but still I'm like, (laughs) it makes me want to (laughs) puke. And then the last one I had here was do you feel like you will inevitably be found out as a phony yes yes all of the above Mm -hmm. (laughs) so now that we've gotten through all of like the harder stuff i thought we could talk about how to combat imposter syndrome do you have any ideas kind of off the top of your head well mine's always research every possible scenario which is terrible advice like Um, try to make yourself as comfortable going in yeah Yeah. but I think really like if you are doing something and you don't know the answer it's okay to say you know what I don't actually know let me find out and get back to you or I'll send you a link to this or I'll forward that to you I just I think that works like don't put so much pressure on yourself to have all the answers and you know what I think people appreciate that too Mm -hmm. that like little you know glimpse of vulnerability that you're like I might not know all the right things like one thing that I do say sometimes if someone will come to me with a question I'll be like I don't know how to do this or like do you know what this is if I don't know I'll say like oh I'm not sure but I can find out for you or whatever you know like I think hopefully for the most part people are are understanding of that situation um one that I really well, two, I guess, that kind of go hand in hand that I thought were really good were um, stop comparing yourselves to other people mm-hmm. and to limit social media use because obviously, like, we see everybody's everything and can compare yeah. ourselves to, like, billions of people now, whereas, like, in the past, we didn't have that view of everybody's lives, right? So I think that's a good one, even if, like it's unfollowing somebody on Instagram that you like, you know, you come across and their post makes you feel like shit about yourself. Mm -hmm. Unfollow that person. Don't just like doom scroll past it and then see them again the next day. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. I need to actually Mm -hmm. probably start doing that more. I think especially from like the mommy angle, because you see a lot of people that are like, you know, and like not you want to, I don't know, you want to cheer everyone on and stuff. But then you see these people and you're like, oh, I never did that with my kids. Should we do a pumpkin picking exercise and like photograph it and all this stuff? And then you kind of feel like, oh, like, are my kids missing out? Because I didn't do this. So a lot of like, I actually deleted my Facebook, like off my phone. I think it's still active. But 
because I was finding that I'm like scrolling through and it just made me feel bad about yeah. my own parenting. And I'm yeah. like, I don't think I spent enough time with my kids yeah. and all this stuff. So I'm like, you know what? It doesn't make me feel good. So I'm just going to like stop and I'm just going to delete the app and just take a break. Yeah. And uh, yeah, because I think it's great that people do that stuff, but it just sometimes makes me feel crappy. One like in relation to motherhood that has really hit me hard is seeing posts about breastfeeding because I had such a hard time with it and so many moms do like Mm -hmm. you see so many moms on the other side that are like you know fed is best whatever blah 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 but I've you know even like two years postpartum from my first child I would see a post and it just like it's again that instant like little pang of like oh that hurts and then like you keep moving on it's like you could probably just unfollow that like account or whatever um another one that I see online that always kind of hits me is like fitness mm-hmm. apps and like posts and stuff freaking targeted ads <laughs> i'm just like why <laughs> what can we do to get under cure skin yeah, exactly. <laughs> another thing you can do obviously is to like share your feelings whether that be with friends or family or like doing therapy if you can afford it or you know have the means to do that obviously super helpful to work your way through those thoughts and then to question your negative thoughts so it's like why do I feel this way about myself like trying to get to the root of like you know why you might feel that way Mm -hmm. I think it's interesting to maybe try and like like maybe there's an underlying reason that you can maybe address instead that could help yeah and I think too like when I um got into this new role somebody reached out to me and said you know, if you're ever feeling bad about a decision you made or like something you're doing, mm-hmm. just remember they hired you for a reason and yeah. just keep doing what you're doing. And I'm like, yeah, that's really nice to hear because, you know, you make a decision and maybe it's not the right one. And then you're like down on yourself because yeah. you're like, oh, I should have yeah. researched that a bit better, asked more people about it or whatever. And you just feel like crap for like making this stupid decision. Yeah. But it's like, you know what? You're here for a reason. You, yeah. You're doing what you do because you, you care about what yourself. you do. Yeah. yeah. And like, you prove yourself. Yeah. You're not trying to hurt anyone. So no, yeah. totally. That's a good thing to kind of keep in mind too. Like I feel like it's I mean, obviously very common and okay to have some, you know, self doubt. I think everybody struggles with that. But like your internal thoughts of yourself aren't always the true story, right? right. Like I said, you're often your own worst critic like I think in general we have to kind of give ourselves a little bit of grace and go easy on ourselves but it's hard (laughs) even with this podcast I'm like what are we doing (laughs) is anybody gonna listen who knows but we're gonna try it out yeah see how it goes yeah that's kind of all I had is there anything that you want to add no before we peace out (laughs) I'm very impressed by this setup of this podcast. Thank you. Looks very good. Maybe I'll post a picture of our little makeshift pod lab (laughs) (laughs) with our like 10 and 12 year old computers (laughs) that we're trying to make work. (laughs) So far, so good. Absolutely. All right. Well, thanks, Mom, and thanks, uh, Cindy, for listening. If there's anybody else out there listening, Thank you. Hopefully we'll see you next time. (laughs) You bet. Bye. Bye.